Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply morning before going into the dining room for lunch. One of the women, a small, very cute little thing with an engaging grin, threaded her way through the various groups to where her roommate, Kit Calvert, was seated by herself. As Mickey Gray sits down on the bench beside her, Kit looks at her for a moment without saying anything. Then, turning her head, continues to stare off into space. What's the matter, lovey? No love? Didn't you see Sarah E? Yes, I saw her. Didn't she go for the idea of your teaching charm and manners to this flotsam and jetsam? Oh, she thinks it's a grand idea. Simply grand. <laughs> no wonder you look sunk. It would have been so much easier if she'd refused. You still would have impressed the right people without having to do anything about it. As it is, you'll have to pay quite a price, won't you, lovey? <laughs> I'll bet Lola and Rose in your class. You're going to have fun making her over. Oh, we'll be quiet. As a matter of fact, I bet the lifers will be your most enthusiastic students. Oh, Mickey, for the love of heaven. Don't take it so hard, lovey. You know, it may do you good at that. Besides, you probably won't have to carry on for very long. With the progress you're making with Dr. Whitney, you won't have to wait until your year is up to appear before the parole board. You'll get a hearing when they meet the next time. And with the doctor in there pitching for you... Uh, you see him again this afternoon, don't you? Yes. And it may be the last time I see him. What do you mean? Mrs. Emerson seems to think that I'm no longer in need of treatment. Oh. Did she say definitely? No. No, she just said that she'd see. But by the tone of her voice. <laughs> you know, she's not a dumb woman. Oh, why couldn't she keep her nose out of this? Oh, don't take it so hard. You've probably done yourself enough good as it is. If your uncle can get you a special hearing, the doctor will... I don't care about that. You what? Oh, I care. Of course I do. But that's not the main point at the moment. Are you still playing around with that crazy idea? It's not so crazy. It's been done, hasn't it? Not so far as I know. Girls have gotten away from this place. Sure. But they've all been brought back, too, sooner or later. I don't want to escape. All I need is just a few hours. And you really think Dr. Whitney would help you? He wouldn't be any problem. If I could just see him for a few more times. Oh, Mickey, I've got to get out of here. Why don't you come out of this tailspin, Kit? You've been in it ever since you read that item in the Wakefield paper about your boyfriend and that entertainer, 
What's her name? Lily Devon. Maybe there's not even anything to it. Now I have to find out. And what good is that going to do? Oh, you don't understand. You're quite right, Lovey. I don't understand. You're risking the chance of a lifetime just to try to see a guy. There's more to it than that. I can't lose Randy. The man must be terrific. What does he have? Oh, it isn't just that. He's important to me for another reason. And knowing you as I do, Lovey, that doesn't surprise me. And if today is the last time I get to see Dr. Whitney... Don't be a fool, kid. You can't possibly win. Can't I? He may be completely hypnotized. But if you even so much as hint at what you're thinking, he'll come out of his trance so fast it'll make your head spin. Don't overestimate yourself, kid. Forget it. Let it alone. Let it alone. Sit down, Miss Calvert. Thank you. Now, shall I just adjust the blind? Is that light clear in your eyes? No, no, it's fine, thanks. You look tired. Frankly, I am tired. Tired and discouraged. Why? Well, I'd hardly expect it to mean very much to you, but to me... Oh, really, I'm confused. I expected you to be full of enthusiasm. I know you saw the superintendent this morning. Yes, I saw her. Well, didn't she tell you that you were going to be able to have your class? Yes, she told me. But she also told me something else. What's that? Oh, you must know. Are you just acting this way, trying to minimize it for me, or... Yes, I guess that's it couldn't really be of much consequence to you. Perhaps you even suggested it to her. Yes, perhaps it's your idea. And I thought... Now, wait a minute. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the fact that this is probably the last time I'll come to your office. Mrs. Emerson said you were overworked. I guess I am. Most doctors are. But why did you let me start coming here at all if you didn't intend to continue? Why did you let it become so important to me? Nothing is going to be changed, Miss Calvert. You... You mean I don't have to stop coming here? No, of course not. Oh, forgive me. I'm sorry. Forgive you for what? For thinking that perhaps you didn't want to be bothered with me anymore. I suppose it's wrong, but you see, I've... I've come so to rely upon you. I want you to trust me, Miss Calvert. But I want you to feel that you can rely on yourself. I know that. I know I must. But it's just that you... I what, Miss Calvert? Well, when I'm here, maybe I've mentioned it to you before, but for a little while I have an illusion of freedom. And on my way over here, I always feel as if, as if I were coming to see a friend. I have a feeling somehow that if, if we had met under different circumstances, we would have become friends, you and I. Yes, I believe that. But we are friends, Miss Calvert. You're an official of this institution, and I'm a prisoner. That fact alone presents obvious restrictions. You know what I mean, Dr. Whitney. Of course. Well, then perhaps you understand a little more clearly what I mean when I say I... I wish I were free. I'm putting you in a difficult position, aren't I? Yes, you are, rather. Well, I had to say it. And I used to have so much pride... But now I don't seem to care. I don't feel that you've suffered any loss of pride because I... What? I'll say this and then we won't talk about it anymore. Many things will be different. Many things will be clarified when you're out of here. 
Because then I'll be free, too. Don't you understand? Yes, I, I think so. But it seems like such a terribly long time. So many more months until I appear before the parole board to have my sentence fixed. Unless I get a special hearing. Miss Calvert, this isn't a sudden idea on my part. I've been thinking about it for some time. But I want you to understand that I've considered it as your physician, not because of any personal feelings that I may have. When an intelligent woman such as you changes, achieves the attitude and philosophy of life such as you have achieved, it's retrogression to remain in a place like this. The prison can no longer help you. It's no longer serving its purpose. Also, when a sensitive, highly emotional woman such as you, one who has just gone through a mental illness such as you've gone through, is forced to remain in a place like this, it can become too much of a strain. Because at the moment when you found yourself, your real self, when you need to express your new personality, you have to remain in a place which forces you to have to be more or less static. That's why I've seen you so much. That's what I've wanted to prevent. So because of all those things, I certainly feel, Miss Calvert, that a special hearing is called for. Well, I'll talk to my uncle again. But the same thing will happen. He'll see the war... I'll talk to Colonel Pearson myself. But I can't have you take so much responsibility. You're my patient, Miss Calvert. I know what's best for you. You've served time, you've taken your punishment. Now it's time for you to begin living. I'm telling you this because I think you may need hope. But I also have to warn you not to count on anything too much. But I do want you to know that I'll do everything I can. I'll talk to Colonel Pearson. If a special hearing is granted, you know I'll speak on your behalf to the parole board. That means in perhaps a few weeks. <laughs> Don't do that. I, I didn't think I was going to. I'm sorry. It's, it's just that having you believe in me, having you want to help me, it means so much to me. So very much. Impulsively, Dr. Whitney got up, walked over and stood beside the young woman. Then he hesitated. Kit, whose face was buried in her hands, was quite aware of the doctor's nearness. She was also conscious of what his disciplined mind was holding in check. And it would take so little, Kit knew, so very little, to make him forget all about discipline, rules, and regulations. Randy, Kit was thinking. I've got to get away to see Randy. 